0: hello and welcome to outer spaces a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space through this show i hope to create a powerful resource for you someone who is trying to grow their company but might not have all the tools and processes to do so On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer
1: Spaces podcast. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. This is Noah Tetzner, and uh, I couldn't be more excited today because we have four masculine, energetic, uh, beautiful men that I've had the opportunity to spend the last couple days with. And uh, they're all of them podcasters. Uh, Obviously, some of you are listening to this on my own show. And uh, we are here uh, at uh, well, before we get into that here, I'm going to just go through the cast characters. We got Joshua Gillow. We got Zach Day and we got Ace Haggerty and uh, we're in Joshua's home doing a Tony Robbins wealth mastery event. And uh, you talk about breakthroughs. You talk about my brain just like hurting a little bit because of the just places that I've had to go mentally to unpack some stuff (laughs) over the last few days, you know. Um, But I mean. This event has just been all about money and, and really asking the question, what is money and what is your relationship with it? And what are your limiting beliefs about money? You know, what can it do for you? What can't it do for you? So um, we thought we'd collaborate. We got four podcasts represented here and have a conversation and see where it takes us. But uh, yeah, Joshua, I, thanks so much for hosting the event. But what has this been like for you, this experience? Oh, this experience has been incredible
0: for, for me. It's so beautiful to be able to to share and to be able to just sit in a room with everybody that is rowing in the same direction, right? We all just want to understand this more, especially this subject around money, right? Sometimes it, uh, it runs our lives. It could be your friend. It could be your enemy. It can be so many things yeah. and it's only a tool, right? It's only a tool. Uh, what I really like about this, this, uh, Context of this event is the fact that we talk so much more about wealth than we do talk about just what money is, right? Because because they always say money matters, but it's not you know, it's a magnifier, right? So if you're an asshole and you, you know, have a lot of money, you'll probably just be a bigger asshole. If you're really nice and you share and you give, and you have a lot of money, there's a higher probability that you're going to give and share more. Mm. So it's, what's incredible about it is that there's so many emotional connections to this subject and some people live in scarcity their whole lives around money. Some people live in abundance about money. What makes the difference? Yeah. What shifts that in people. You know, a lot of those patterns that we have and a lot of those limiting beliefs come from our lives. They come from our parents. They come from society. They come from friends. They come from a lot of different things. So what is it in us that makes us react a certain way or treat Mm -hmm. money a certain way and give it the power that we think it has, but we give it that power. Yeah, yeah. So that's the exciting part. So to be able to share this conversation with everybody and be able to sit down between different um new items and the breakthroughs and discuss and unpack that you know it's just i'd love doing that in a group just absolutely love doing that so
1: oh man yeah, it's been great i love it well you know zach how about you what is that what are these last couple of days meant to you you're a business owner like what did yeah. you what did you come here
2: with honestly not much uh, i wasn't super excited about this event to be honest <laughs> with you <laughs> because i mean i'm not really in the position to like really think about wealth right now because i mean i'm 24 i'm yeah. just getting my business off the ground. Um, so, I mean, but I've, I've gotten a lot of good takeaways already though. Like it's already been worthwhile that I already want to take action on, you know, investing because it's so yeah. important to start when you're young and you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to understand everything to be honest. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's very, very impactful. Wow. How about you Ace?
3: There's been, uh, a lot to unpack yeah. in this event so far, you know, for me, I'm a little farther down on my journey. Yeah. I've done a whole bunch of things the past year and a half to two years, but finances is one of those things that really just seems to hit everybody at the core. And it's just so funny because in reality it's just paper. It's just currency. It's just exchanging for a good or service or something like that, but it's such a taboo subject. Yes. That yes. that we avoid just like sex or you know uh, other such things that right. people don't want to talk about what's one of the questions that can just curl somebody within a second and it's asking them how much they make
4: yeah yes. or
3: or you know it's it's like bringing up politics or religion and it's so interesting because it's not real right the yeah. government can print money at will and currencies go up they go down they're traded you know it's it's so many different dimensions and an event like this is just so amazing because we jump into all those different aspects we jump deep to within ourselves one of the biggest things for me was just uncovering so many limiting beliefs that i've had about money and that gets into stories of who you are who you were the meaning that you give to stories and money is just one characteristic of the overall picture yeah. of who we are how we view life and so i'm i'm very excited about the two days that we've had so far yeah I'm so excited to be sharing this journey especially with people that i care about so much because the guys that are sitting around me right now i've known for different periods mm-hmm. of my life and you guys mean so much to me create such a safe space because diving into money and our beliefs and our belief yeah. systems behind it opens up, up a lot of emotion from yes. our past. Yes, it does. And so to be able to not only explore that, bring it to light, but dispel those limiting beliefs and create empowering beliefs and healing around something like money
1: yeah.
3: is just so important. And so I'm just honored and blessed to be here with you guys, Joshua the ultimate warrior opening up your house. Like this isn't an event. This is a virtual event and that's powerful enough. But Joshua opens up his house, his home, his heart to his friends, his family, his community, his tribe, Mm -hmm. and then creates this space where we can all grow and learn and cry. And it's just been an incredible uh, event so far.
1: Yeah, man. I'll be open and honest with you guys. Like, you know, I have business relationships with some of the, the gentlemen at this event. And, uh, for me, you know, I've always loved work. I I've always thrown myself into everything I did, but I've always kept a barrier between, uh, being transparent, being vulnerable, being honest, Yeah. you know, having open conversation with people. And then the, uh, the relationships that I established through my work, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, even when I was like a teenager, like 14, 15, had a job at a grocery store. Like people would ask me, Hey man, you want to you know, hang out and go to the pizza blah after? And I'd be like, no, like I'm here to clock in and clock out, you know? Yeah. But, um, so I was super intimidated coming here for that reason. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, like, you know, if I open up about something, people are going to subconsciously mm-hmm. think this about me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I came here and I realized like, don't you get it? Noah, like those people aren't thinking about yeah. you like that they're not thinking about wealth or money or you know an exchange of value like that at all like so for me like i'm just the ability to talk, i think this is the first time in my life i've ever had such open and honest conversations about wealth and mm-hmm. money with people yeah like from all different backgrounds all different experience levels and age levels and i've already gained so i mean it's been let's like day two mm-hmm. and i've already gained so much like one conversation that I had with somebody was worth the whole trip, you yeah, know? Yeah. Mm.
0: You know, and it's crazy as men, we don't want to talk about this stuff. Yeah. You know, wealth is one thing that we want to keep near and dear to ourselves because if anybody knew yeah. how much we made or didn't make or what do we look like we're making versus what we are. It's right. like nobody wants to talk about that. And, and you mentioned two words, which I think are really interesting words, it's especially for men. It's a concept of being vulnerable. Yeah. Right. The concept of being vulnerable or honest. And women have this figured out. Those guys were still way beyond or well, well behind all of them. They love to talk things out. There are no problems, fear and emotion, but guys, it's not that way, right? Guys got to be strong, keep this stiff upper lip. This isn't what we do, but in order to be vulnerable, then you have to share something that can be weaponized. My wife and I had a really deep conversation about this after date with destiny about the difference between vulnerability and honesty. Mm. Think about that, right? So vulnerability is... If I say something to you, Noah, and you can yeah. take that information and weaponize it against me, that makes me vulnerable. I got a spot, you know, if I had armor on, there was a spot you could put an arrow in. Yeah. Right. So yeah. vulnerability is weaponizable where honesty, there's no, I mean, if you're being honest, you just say it, you don't give a shit. Yeah. Right. You just say, dude, here's what I'm struggling with. Have yeah. you ever gone through this before? The next thing you know, somebody said, well, yeah, dude, I'm like, how many times have you seen in this event in only two days yeah. when somebody like when they ask, hey, if, has anybody ever had this issue where they they're t- telling a story and you see others raising their hand? I think I, I saw one of the guys he goes, I thought I owned that shit. Like there was something about uh, some kind of mental thing where he had like some he kept telling himself he wasn't enough or whatever it was. And
4: yeah. he's like, man, I thought I
0: owned that shit. And I was like, no, that's not yours, dude. You can't have that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we, we, we all do that, right? So it's just having that space for people to just open up and be like, you know what? I'm just going to say it out loud. Mm. And Once you name it, you can tame it. You don't realize how much that thought, that limiting belief is running your life and how many opportunities it is crushing for you. That you don't even have the opportunity, whether it's at home with your family or whether it's a business opportunity or it's a relationship in some way.
4: Mm -hmm. That
0: constant record on your brain telling you you're not enough or whatever it might be for you. It's killing your life and you don't even know what's happening. You just call it yourself. Yeah. It's just me. This is how I am. This is how my mother was. This is how my father was. This is how my kids are. Whatever. You make up some bullshit. And the problem is you believe that junk. Yeah. Then we're talking about money this time around and that's a gigantic thing he said it earlier it's like the subject of sex like you don't go out and think, hey, you know, unless you're joking with your buddies or whatever right <laughs> but i mean in general like yeah. you don't have deep conversation about that subject right right no it's like no you keep that to yourself and then you just make all these stories up around it but it's it's fun it's a fun subject to have a conversation around it's great to see people opening up and yeah. really feeling feeling okay with that yeah. especially as men yeah it's important
1: for sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like what are some uh, limiting beliefs that uh, you, Ace, came here with, if you're willing to share? Oh, man. I had a
3: whole list. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You know, when I, um, I love coming to these events. Yeah. In general, whether it's Tony Robbins or Joe Dispenza or whoever. Mm. And whether we're talking about wealth, whether we're talking about business whether we're talking about relationships. For me, a recurring theme seems to keep popping its head. And it's one of those questions that a lot of men ask themselves, because you can mask it, say, oh, Mm -hmm. it's it's a money thing, a money belief, or it's a relationship belief. But it all boils down to the same thing for me, and that's, am I enough?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm the same
3: one. Same, yeah. And... For anybody listening that listens to my podcast or has read my book or seen anything that's posted on social media.
4: Mm.
3: I've done a whole hell of a lot in these past 18 months. I have completely transformed my life. Mm -hmm. I make it a point every day to empower myself with routines, new routines and rituals and things like that. And then you bring up a new subject, money. And then you start digging into your belief system about it the stories you tell yourself and for me it all comes down to am i enough mm. because i do have stories because i have taken risks in my past i've had business partnerships that have gone the wrong way mm. i've had business deals that have excelled and i've had business deals that have failed yeah i've made a lot of money and i've i've lost money too and it's breaking that pattern because you can have that pattern with with relationships. Yeah, you can have that pattern with pretty much anything else. And so the reoccurring theme
2: for me was that belief that I'm not enough. Not enough for what? Like not enough, like worthy enough to receive the money. <laughs> that's that actually
3: that's actually part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not worthy enough to receive mm-hmm. the money that I feel like. Yeah. I want to have right for my life, uh, to feel that I'm not capable enough, Intelligent not, enough. Yeah. not smart enough. I'm not, I haven't, you know, done enough. What's the right way of saying this? Um, see, I'm even struggling trying to, trying to put it into words. Like,
4: yeah,
3: it's like one of these elusive things where you look at it and then it moves and mm. it's gone, yeah. you know, yeah. um, sneaky. and I, I feel like, one of the things I've been struggling with with money is when you chase money for chasing money, it's elusive. Yeah. I said this the other day, like. Football, for example, you try to score a touchdown, obviously. Joshua knows a lot about football. <laughs> <laughs> and What are you doing? And so it's like you get closer and closer That's to the goal cool. line. Yep. And then the goal line seems to keep getting pushed back. Mm hmm. And that's because you're so focused on money and making money and that's, you're just losing the whole point of it. Right. And until you deconstruct and get rid of those limiting beliefs that you aren't enough, because everybody is enough. Everybody was created for the exact purpose that they are here today. They just have some bullshit story mm. and it's not their fault. Yeah. I, it's not my fault, mm. but in our heads, we construct what our stories are yeah. and they can be empowering or they can be disempowering. Mm-hmm. And so those have been that reoccurring theme of not feeling enough has creeped its head up Yeah, just this time in the form of money for me.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, So there's a lot of people out there that kind of just work for the paycheck. They just worked the a nine to five. They don't like their job and they don't have like that purpose. Um, you think like, that's always the case, or like do you think um there's like can you can you always align your purpose with getting the money is the question
4: mm. Mm.
3: I believe you can, I know there's a lot of people out there that say, do your job mm-hmm. you know, say you're a janitor or something like that? Yeah, my father was a janitor, and he loved his profession. Did he love cleaning it came. With part of the job, but he loved serving the people at the building he worked at. And he found such joy and pleasure in being able to serve those people and have a relationship with them. He got to joke around, got to know about their families. They knew about our family. And it was just a magical place for him because he was, before that, he was a lot more quote unquote successful at a job that he could care less about. Yeah, But being a janitor, he loved it. Mm -hmm. And so I honestly believe that people that say you can go to a job and then find happiness outside of a job. You you can work for money, but not be passionate about it Mm -hmm. or have it be part of your mission and do that outside of your eight to five. Mm -hmm. I think that's complete bullshit.
2: Yeah. I feel like so many people chase the money and they never find their purpose. Yeah. I think it's just... People selling themselves short. Yeah.
3: That's, I honestly believe that's what it is. It's that story where like, I'm not happy with my job, but I feel stuck. Yeah. And so I'm going to find happiness outside of it, whether it's with my family Mm. or my friends, my community, and all of that is super important. But when you're saying that your career, your mission can't line up together. Yeah. I think that's a cop out hundred percent.
0: Yeah. They're, they're, they're focusing on certainty and safety. Yeah, You know what I mean? They're like, okay, well we know this shoe fits. We keep going back to this nine to five. It's not really my, my love. I don't really yeah. love doing it, but it pays the bills. Maybe I'll just find something on the outside of some hobby or something that I'm passionate about. But I think what you're trying to get at ACE is the idea that what if you align the two, what if your passion and your career were the same? Like you got such passion and such mission from your career you know, and you're like, holy moly. So I I get to go to work every day. Mm -hmm. I get to do this. Oh my goodness. Pinch me. That's how I feel most days, not every day, but most Mm -hmm. days I'm like, I get to do this, dude. Like, this is amazing. God, thank you for another day that I get to do this. Mm -hmm. I get to have problems to solve. I get to get out there and help people and empower people and create teams and, Mm -hmm. and just watch people do what they love to do. Right. Aligning passion and career together. It's it's so amazing to see that happen, to think mm-hmm. others don't think that way. They think, well, I got to, you know, I go to work, make the money and then go out and have a good time. Just if you're listening and that sounds like you or, you know, somebody like that, just think about what if they could wake up tomorrow and that career and that passion would be aligned where when they went to work, they got fulfilled in the work.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, how many just hours that's a you? dream? That's
2: the dream. It's well, easier dream. said than done. But how
3: many hours are you spending working? Like if you're working minimally eight hours a day. Yeah five days a week, you know, eight hours is a third of a day. And so it's not a complete third of your life, but it's a huge freaking chunk. And if you're going in just to clock in and make a paycheck and leave, and you're not getting anything out of it, like, I'm sorry, that's a very sad way to live your life. And, I don't know, I just, I can't get on board with that.
2: No, yeah, I, I, you're just giving your time away. You're yeah. just wasting the time. You're a horse trader, definitely.
3: Yeah, and time's our most precious commodity. Yeah. Like, yeah, why would you absolutely. give your time away to something that doesn't bring you pleasure? Like, yeah. if it's the money, I'm sure you can find something else that makes the same amount of money, because if you're not passionate about that job,
0: yeah,
3: you know, like, let's say you are a janitor or mm-hmm. something like that, or you work at a bank or something like that, and it's not bringing you satisfaction, you could probably find something else you're just making excuses yeah. why you can't do the something else. The certainty
0: or the comfort that exists with it. Maybe they've got a good benefits package or you get those two weeks off in the summer that you always want. And the other place might not do that or going on, you know, starting a business might be scarier than hell. Yeah. Right. Going out there and saying, holy shit. Like That's not for everybody. It's not. I mean, no. you got to, you got to be ready to ride the horse
4: yeah. because mm-hmm. it'll
0: throw you off left and right if you let it, right. And you've got to just keep getting back on that thing. That's is for certain types of people. It's not for everybody. You're right. Um, but at the same time, they talk a lot at this event about wealth, what true wealth is, right? And that was really, I like the way that they, they pronounce it because it's not the two, the money and the wealth aren't the same because wealth is about so much more. Mm. You know, and we get deeper into it and the fact that what if we could set up a system? In this case, they talk about what's called the money machine where you save portions of whatever you make, whether it's in a business or in your personal W-2 and you're putting a percentage away and you do it automated. So that each month, each week, whenever you get paid, it goes out into this account and you then automatically save. When you do that, you can be purposeful with your money. Now, the goal is to live with everything that's left. So you're paying yourself first. Yeah. Right. You're putting your, you're building that dream bucket. You know, you're you're filling those buckets up so that you have a security fund. So that when, you know, things happen, COVID happens, you're like, oh my God, I remember when COVID hit. And one of the first things we did as a family is we sat down and and even my father-in-law from Germany called. He's like, okay, everything's shutting down. How do you, you know, to my wife and I, how are you guys set for, you know, if we got to hunker down for six months to a year and the whole economy shuts off because we don't know what's happening. What does it look like? And we're like, we're good.
1: That's awesome. Right. It
0: was like, we've, we've, we're savers. That's what we do. So we're like, we're good. We can go. Actually, we did the calculation. We can go three years right now just on liquid without even going to a bank. You know what I mean? So it's like, we're okay. Yeah. obviously we could simplify what we're doing and keep costs down and all that too. But the reality is like to have that security, it's because we decided years and years ago to start saving money and just putting wow. it to the side, a percentage and it's non-negotiable. Our lifestyle comes in after that we pay ourselves first. So what they're talking about here is real. It's, it's, it, is, it has helped me sleep at night. Like you wouldn't believe I sleep like a baby every night. Yeah. And they talk about to have true wealth means that when you're sleeping, you're actually becoming wealthier. Right? Yeah, through money, your your accounts are growing and all that, and that's the beautiful part. Like, think about a world where when you go to bed, you go to bed, and when you wake up, your account is bigger. And all you do is sleep. You know, and it's, wow. it's not about just passive income where it's like, oh, cause that's a big buzzword now. Like, I get some passive income. Like, I'm going to do nothing and I'm going to get all this passive income because I'm entitled to it. Yeah, that's bullshit. You got to work. You got to add value. That's another big premise of this event, right? Yeah, it's how do you add more value than anybody in your market? Yeah. How do you fall in love with your client in a way that you can add so much value that they're going to pay you what it's worth plus because you are just that good at it? That needs to be
3: your mission. Even if you're a W-2 employee, mm. let's say, yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep going back to the whole janitor thing. I like this. <laughs> but if you're going to sweep those floors, be the best damn floor sweeper you Goal, can yeah. be because yeah, yeah. guess what? People notice that yeah. and you're going to get promoted and you're going to get opportunities presented to you. And we talk a lot about energy Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to jump right into it. If you guys are okay with it. Yeah. Money to me, where I'm at on my journey, I've been jumping a lot into consciousness lately. Mm -hmm. been talking about it on my show. To me, money is just a different form of energy, just like anything else is in this world. And the people that are adding value to this world that are, at a higher energy state. Why do we jump around at Tony Robbins all the time to get into a peak state? Because when we're at a higher energy frequency, we're giving that energy out. And ultimately from the law of attraction, we're going to be getting that back. And the same thing happens with money. You have to give before you can receive.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And
3: like Master Cho just said just one hour ago, when you give, now you're, opening up space to receive. Yes, I love that. So if you want to talk about consciousness and energy, that's great. If you want to put it in regular terms, if you're sweeping those damn floors with energy and excitement, or you're a bank teller and you are just killing it with your clients, making their lives happier just from showing up to the bank, people are going to notice that you're going to get promoted. You're going to get more money. Yeah. It's plain and simple. Ace, do you think
1: there's a spiritual connection with money?
3: It hundred percent. It, they're one, one in of the same. Yeah, that's for sure. And the deeper yeah. I go into this, the deeper I go into my spirituality, the deeper I go into money. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all the same game. Yeah. We all, whether it's, like I said, money, relationships, our career, um, our health, our fitness, all of that. Like if you went to the gym, Zach. You get, you know, you go to the gym a bunch, right? If you went to the gym with very, bit. yeah, a little bit with <laughs> with very so. low energy, and you're just like doing a couple curls, and you're not into it, like right. you're not putting that energy into your workouts, are you going to get a good workout? No, exactly. Yeah, and it's the times, even uh, with working out, when I'm getting pumped up to go to the gym, and I'm at a higher energy level, I lift more. Yep. I'm yeah, I'm more present while I'm lifting mm-hmm. and I get a better workout. Cause I can feel it during and after, but then I'm not even as exhausted afterwards. Yeah. I'm even more energized. Yeah. And Joshua knows cause I'll send him a Marco Polo of just like freaking out. Cause I just got done with the workout like at five 30 in the morning. Beasted it, yeah. And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the one thing that I'm starting to understand about money is money is just like any other law of energy. The, everything abides by the same universal principles, the universal laws yeah. of the universe mm-hmm. and money is no different. And when you start looking at it like that and also looking at it, like it's a game mm. because it is just a game. Yep. It's, it's not as different as play playing Monopoly. Yeah.
1: hundred percent dude. Now I'd be curious to get your guys' thoughts on this. Like, and then I want to talk more with, with you guys, but like, so I found that when I, cause there are times and it's an easy pit to fall into where I'm just like incessantly thinking about money, Mm. like frick, like, you know, this person, you know, is no longer with my business, you know, client wise, they churned or whatever. Like, um, I have this new expense. I have this, this, and this, and I found that during the periods where I just let go and I'm not even thinking about money, I'm only thinking about, man, like that one client, I just love his energy. And I can't wait to work on his project. Like yeah. it's, it's like a light switch. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. I just, you know,
4: that's a really
2: good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely relate to that for sure. Yeah.
1: I, I got to share this. I recently had this thing happen to me where, um, I called my, uh, father today. Cause he's been kind of a, uh, you know, th- that's like traditional, you know, is like kind of a father and son, like, you know, they money relationship or whatever. Hmm. And I called him today because I haven't felt like just a sense of insecurity of abundance since like 8 months ago. You know, before I attempted to do some some really, you know, difficult things in my personal life and um I called him today and I was like, "Dad, like I just I I I get it, man." Like I'll, you know, I just have like such a sense of just like surety that things are going to be okay. And that that. like God has put in me so much value to give, Yes, you know, I just got to find the people to give it. And, uh, there was a couple stressful financial situations I found myself in before I came here. And I shared some of that with you guys, uh, and on my own podcast actually. But, um, one of them is I was in a situation where, um, there was like a, there was a potential lawsuit at play and, Mm -hmm. um, like i wouldn't have made money on the lawsuit the guy that i would have engaged with wouldn't have made money but um you know that's just my fight or flight man like hey if you're gonna pick on me like let's go and i was i was scared shitless i don't want to go to court i've never been to court before but i was like you know what if we have to go let's go and ultimately the uh the gentleman you know Mm. peace be with him he was in the wrong and I was like, oh, I just don't see him letting it go. Okay. And it was, uh, it was a real estate lease. And uh, he texts me this big, long paragraph today, a book It just, you know, why I was wrong, why I was wrong, why I was wrong. And I'm like reading this. I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. And then the very last sentence said, but Noah, thank you for the learning opportunity. And I just sent you the check for this. And it was a pleasure, you know, working with you. And I was like, like this doesn't happen, you know, like this doesn't happen. And in my interpretation of that experience was God was like, no, you finally learned your lesson, bud. Yeah. You know, you're yep. totally released to that, you know, cause, cause, cause just from what I've been learning the last two days, I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like who cares? You know, if I have to go through some more period of loss, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. but yeah. Ugh. So that was my, like, just a great takeaway from this event personally. But I yeah,
0: You know, what? another thing that you may want to, Try at some point as when you have a confrontation with somebody or you're kind of conflicting, whatever, in business or in life. The first thing we want to do is be right. Right. The first thing we want to do is find all the reasons why they're wrong and why we're right. That's the ego protecting itself. Yeah. Right. And even if we're right or wrong, it doesn't matter. My suggestion, anyone listening out there, anybody around this table, when that happens, pray for them. Just send them love. Yeah, You don't know what they're going through.
4: Yeah, You just don't know
0: what this guy was going through. I've had plenty of ups and downs in 26 years of business. A lot of clients that are super happy and some that aren't happy, right? You you can't please everybody, that's just not gonna work. But I used to hold that personally. I used to blame myself that I wasn't enough, that something didn't happen right, because I didn't watch, it's not perfect. It has Mm -hmm. to be perfect all the time. And that's an illusion, right? Perfection's an illusion. But I found that when I just stopped and those same people Actually, I have a story about this. This is going to be very interesting. I was doing an event. I, you know, I'd love events, you know, immersion events like this. And we were doing one in Fresno, California. It was 95 degrees out that day, middle of summer. And we were in an Inipi, which is a sweat lodge, right? So they had this sweat lodge built. There's probably 20, 25 of us, men and women mixed in there. And it's already 95 degrees outside. They're in, in a fire pit outside of the Inipi, which just imagine it like a, a really big igloo. Right. And uh, you sit on the ground inside and there's a hole in the middle and it's all covered. Uh, but you come in the one side and you kind of crawl in and find a spot. And then they bring in these rocks that are about the size of watermelons. They call them the grandfathers, which are the, the volcanic rocks that they've put in a fire, a wood fire, to heat up, super heat, and then bring them into the Cinepi, put them mm-hmm. in the depressed area in the middle. And then they'll actually dump water on it to create the steam, kind of mm-hmm. like a sauna, right? It's really what it's about. And as soon as everybody's in, they bring these, these rocks, these heated rocks in, and then they close the doors and they just start dumping water on them in order to steam up. And then you just feel the heat rising and rising and rising and rising. Right. So the interesting part is you get to a certain point where they say, look, and this was a whole process, right? It was an extreme process. And they get there and there's a whole purpose behind this. It's not just a, tr- a parlor trick. Right. So they, they get in there and they say, okay, as the heat goes up and the heat goes up and you can pull yourself up to the top where it gets just, I mean, you, you breathe and it hurts. Like you blow on your arm. You feel like you're a dragon blowing fire on you. It's just so hot in there. And, uh, they say, okay, now think into your life about people who have wronged you, people you hold anger and hatred for. And they said, it's time to let them go. So in that extreme area, you're baking, like you're inside of a, you know some kind of a, a crock pot right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like you need to let this go so forgive that person wow and they you could just hear people men especially just screaming names i forgive you i forgive you i forgive you right wow. and i had a couple of clients at that time you know and that were just riding my my ass and i'm like i forgive you justin i forgive you yeah you know and there's just this release that goes away it's like they don't hold power over you anymore yeah. You know, because we we choose to let them do that. Mm-hmm. We choose to let them have that power over us. They are probably sitting home thinking about what they're going to watch, what they're going to drink. They're not right. thinking about you. And yet you're sitting here thinking like, oh my God, this all got messed up. I, I messed it up. We just have to learn how to uninternalize that, if you will, not a great, yeah. you know, to just let that go. And we, we did it in that Inipi and it was Ever since then, I've realized that in in different events, Date with Destiny talk a lot about this, about effective blaming and all this. But when you get into the idea that you can actually just love on somebody who is coming at you as an adversary, something happens, dude, in the universe. You know, you see things all of a sudden course correct themselves automatically. And you're like, "Hmm, didn't see that coming. But I have no hatred in my heart. I will not have it in there. Yeah. Will not have that. So even if I don't agree with you, I'll still love you.
1: Yeah, it's okay
0: because I will not give that space. So my point is at the end of that conversation or the end of that, that long email or or text, you know, maybe he came to a point where, or maybe you came to a point where you're like, Hey, well, we've got plenty of abundance. We're good. We'll figure it out. Next thing you know, the release of that energy to the universe. And then he felt it and just said, Hey, yes, good. But you have to do it first. You have to let that release. You can't let that. The more you fight back and forth, the more you're going to have that, that fight. He's going to put his heels deeper in the ground.
1: Right. And it's like,
0: all right, let's just figure out how we can make this a win-win. Yeah. Well, we'll that, a-
3: that's what this whole event is really about. It's becoming first aware. You can't change yeah. anything if you're not aware of it first. Yes. And so being aware of your situation, being aware of your limiting beliefs or your beliefs around money. Once you're aware of it, now you have the choice. You have you can decide what to do with that. Yeah. Am I gonna let this continue to control my life or am I gonna control it or am I gonna let it go? Yeah. Yeah. And it just it's so powerful being able to really face yourself and face that reality and not putting blame on it either.
1: Dude, and that is what I love about this event. Like there are people on a massive like pendulum of experience levels mm-hmm. when it comes to wealth and and money and so forth. Mm-hmm. And uh and I I just so feel this at this event and I was having a conversation with Ace, I think it was last week. And um I had shared it, like what I love about this is like there is there's just no judgment because people are raw, people are sharing, you know, their limiting beliefs and whatnot and it's like, you know, somebody's problems might be way different than yours, but they are as real to them as mm-hmm. yours are to you. hundred percent. Oh, And ACE, you taught me that, man. You That's showed awesome. me that. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Rocks.
0: So no, I'd love to ask you a question. Yeah. Cause I know a lot of listeners out there have never done an immersion event. Yeah. You know, especially the men out there, right? We don't do that stuff. You mentioned earlier in this podcast that you had some, reservations yeah. for coming. Could you tell us a little bit more? I know you mentioned wow. your business yeah. and all that. Could you tell us a little bit more about what those emotions felt like, like when you're making the decision? Cause I know when I asked you, like, yeah, okay, let me, let me take a look at this. Right. <laughs> and I could tell, I could tell dude, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, There's yeah. no judgment. Yeah. So it's like, I would love for you to unpack how you decided to yes, do something for the first time, come to a group of people who we've only ever met really online. Right. We've only ever worked remotely. Um, and then to actually to say, yes, I'm going to spend money. I'm going to go to this event. I'm going to be completely out of my comfort zone and I'm going to just see what happens. How did you get from, I don't know, to hell yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. Um, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of, um, just like misconceptions limiting beliefs coming here you know i am uh not a member yet of the tony robbins community you know so i'd never done anything like this Mm. you know you talk about joe dispense tony robbins i hadn't done anything like that and i was like okay like this is gonna be no offense of course because it's all wrong but uh this is gonna be a lot of alpha males you know a lot of uh you know big energy um and uh You know, it's going to be a lot of like showmanship and, you know, who's the smartest person in the room Mm -hmm. and, you know, who has the biggest breakthrough is the biggest success story. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's going to be silent judgment if you're not quite up to par with people. And, um, you know, I, you know, and I had come to the point where I was like, uh, you know, because I I was I was hemming and hawing on whether or not to go to the event. And ultimately, I had just. um I don't know. I was just like, I need to do it. Like, if if I can't do this, what can I do? You know? Yeah. Like, um, both from like the business side, I was like, man, if I can't take four days away from my work, then I'm a failure of a business person. Yeah. Like the, you know, the money that I make, money I have in my account, whatever, that is worthless yeah. if I can't take four days away. Yeah. And, you know, it just at least put some systems in place to do it. And um, I was like, you know what? Like ultimately. Um, it's kind of like when you're at the gym, right? Like, um, Zach, you could speak to this better than I, but that's what I've been told is, uh, like, no, like nobody gives a shit how much of an idiot you look like on the treadmill. Like they're just thinking about themselves. So I was thinking, Mm -hmm. you know what, everything anybody says to me or does to me at this event, like they're doing it for them. So I need to be doing it for me, you know? And that's the point that I came to. And I came here and like, I was just like, totally different than what i expected yeah you know and it's i'm awesome. glad to be here so it's awesome, brother.
3: yeah it's, it's awesome oh yeah
2: you've been uh pretty quiet over there zach yeah it's uh it's, what's going on i don't know it's getting late don't, late for you <laughs> this is the time you start waking <laughs> up isn't is it true. yeah it's true i don't know last um, night you were all fired up what were day. uh <laughs> what were some of the takeaways you you've gotten so far from this event um just that I got I really have to take action and start saving even though like I'm I'm not like in the position to start saving just cuz you know where my business is at but I, I have to I have to start like right now and I yeah I already want to do like the bucket thing um like every paycheck we're putting a little bit away you know and then I also want to get a financial advisor get someone else to take care of it someone that's, someone that's like way smarter than me so um yeah those are my biggest takeaways um I noticed that I'm in the teenage phase there's a bunch of different phases. I was definitely in a teenage phase, just kind of going after the dreams, um, like getting the money and be like, "Oh, I have this money. Yeah, let's go do this." Yeah, because it's just fun. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just how be, I impressive. am. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm a, yeah. I, I love the adrenaline rushes. I love going on vacations and traveling. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. But I have to, I have to take it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know the
3: cool thing about people your age, you know, young mid yeah. late twenty year olds. Is that once you get involved in this game and you can talk about the cool fun stuff like real estate investing and all of that. But if even if you get into index funds and stocks and bonds and things like that and just take a certain percentage like we were taught and just put that away every month. Right. Ten percent. You know, let's say you make a thousand dollars, put a hundred dollars away. Yep. Live off the rest like Joshua was mm-hmm. talking about earlier. Yep. The earlier you make that decision, the compound effect comes into play because it's not going to just go from 100 to 200 to 300. Mm -hmm. It's over time; it's going to compound. So you won't see massive amounts of change early on. Yeah, but as you consistently do that, and once this becomes a habit, you're going to forget about it. You're just going to automatically do it you're probably going to set something up with your bank account to automatically do it mm-hmm. so you don't even yeah. expect
2: you almost point. don't even realize it at that point point. and that
3: game starts to become fun yeah yeah people yeah when you focus on yeah. things like that people get excited they're like oh man i have all this money left over at the end of the month fuck it let's do 200 a month let's yeah. do 300 a month and then next thing you know 10 15 20 years from now you're sitting on millions of dollars because you haven't not messed with it. Yeah. You follow yeah, the yeah. rules of the economy. You follow the rules of money. And the earlier you do it, the better you're going to be. Yeah.
0: Because time is your friend. That's really what it is. And being 24 years old. Yeah. You know, for sure. time and you're like, holy crap, $300 a month. You know, it sounds like a lot now, but it's like, okay, how do I, how do I raise my value so yeah. I can get my value to the world? How can I add so much value that 300 will be nothing? Mm -hmm. So I can put that away first. And then just like you saw with the compounding, you know, you look at it and you say, 10 cents over 18 doubles turns to 13,000. You know, 10 cents doubled to 20 and blah, 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 all the way up 18 times, you get over $13,000. And, you know, the difference of doing that versus not doing it or doing it at a different age, they also show that at the event. Like if you do, if you wait eight years. You know, until till you're eight years older and then start saving up through the difference between of those eight years because of the time factor. Yeah. That compounding at the end is really what because think about it, it's not going to double, of course. You're not gonna put your money in stock market, it's gonna double every year, of course. But if you think about six or eight conservative, you know, percent a year, and you think, okay, good if it's six or eight percent, but you're six or eight percent of ten cents versus six or eight percent of thirteen thousand, there's a big variable there, right? Yeah. So yeah. my my point is that. <laughs> that it's the earlier you start, the faster you can start accumulating that critical mass, they call it, right? The critical mass where it'll start to really expand. And if you look at those charts, you'll see that by like the age of 75 or 80 years old, whatever, 65, whatever the chart says, you see it go from like, 3 million to like 3.6 million, like one year, it's like it almost well, way up. You're like, Holy <laughs> crap. That's like right before you die.
2: Yeah. like so, It's hard to think that, f-
0: that forward in the future. It's true because we just want to live now. We don't know if we're going to live tomorrow. Right. So we yeah, also just spend everything.
2: That we is my thought process, but you also got to think like the reason why, um, would be for my future family. Yeah, that's that's why I have to do this. So
1: Zach, so Zach, like, I, so what, like,
2: what was your money story? Like, what was the narrative you told yourself? up until this point, i honestly like not much it's it's pretty quiet um Mm. i yeah i mean as i've i've had a lot of money with my other business and i kind of made it i kind of could do whatever i wanted with the money and then i kind of almost like lost it all and then i'm kind of like on the on the the come up again now so yeah i don't i don't have a great relationship with money i kind of just spend it as it comes in right now sure um but yeah, I guess I, I thought I was like too young to start, you know, and really investing, putting money aside. Yeah. I'll do that later is kind of like what I thought. That's yeah. a good story. Yeah. yeah.
3: That, <laughs> is, that is a story. Yeah. Right there.
0: You're too young. For sure. Yeah. 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 Doesn't make sense yet. I'm just going to live and that's what my buddies do. So I'm not going to tell them I can't go out to the bar because or I can't go on a vacation because they're right. doing the same thing. Yeah. They're just
3: burning through it as fast as they get it because they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. We all start. I started that way, too. Well, I right. think financial education is one of the biggest disservices that happens in this country. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Maybe even in the world. Like you'll get calculus, but you won't understand how to balance a checkbook or what an IRA is or what uh, right. index oh, fund it's so
2: bullshit.
3: It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, this the stuff, most of it's it's really common sense and it's very simple and easy to understand and easy yeah. to learn. I just it baffles me why it's not taught in schools.
2: Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Because they don't want us to know.
0: They, what, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an old archaic model that's designed to pump out factory workers. Yeah, that'll yeah. work for 50 years and hope like hell they get a pension. That's what it's designed for. But as eventual parents here, you guys and, and me as a parent, it's our jobs to teach financial education to our children. During COVID, as soon as the world fell apart and then the stock market went way down, my kids are like, well, I got like a couple hundred bucks. What should I do with it? I'm like let's go take a look at some stocks everything's burning baby just when you go into building
1: yeah
4: so
0: we started buying stocks they put their 300 bucks in a piece and they picked i said what do you want to do well, I'm going to buy some uber I'm going to buy some of this I'm going to buy some like good <laughs> yeah so now they're watching these things and they haven't grown a whole lot there hasn't been a lot of growth in the market but they're getting a sense of what it is and another thing that we instituted with our kids this was my wife's idea this wasn't even mine she says you know every dollar the kids earn they put 50% away one goes to spending one goes to savings mm. It's been from day one, every dollar that comes through, except for like birthday funds and things like that, that they can yeah. spend. But anything they earn comes through, it comes in and it gets held. And the goal is to give them the idea that, hey, just because the money comes in, they'll mean I can burn it.
4: Yeah.
1: No,
0: they're going to go through that stage. Trust me. When mom and dad aren't watching over their accounts, they're going to burn every fucking dollar.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but they're yeah. always going to come back to remember how much better it felt to have that question in the back. They will always remember it, just like teaching kids how to eat well true as soon as they get to be teenagers they are going to eat all the garbage there is but they're going to know what their body feels like when it feels good yeah and then they're going to come back and they're going to be like you know what i don't feel good with this crap i feel much better eating broccoli than pizza they're still going to eat the other stuff too but the reality is they know a difference yeah so you know anybody listening out there if you want to start this and you want to make this generational change happen you got to start with you and start with your kids when right one away.
1: one of the things that i found at zach you could probably relate to this maybe is like you know one of the things i unpacked at this event was uh and again it's like just so cliche but truly like you literally literally are the bums you hang around with yep. and for me that's exactly i mean great people like creative fun people but ultimately like um they were they are like w- with the exception of a select few Like many of whom are at this event, like everybody that I spend the most of my time with, with Mm. the exception of family is like drastically beneath where I am in life. And it's not just it's not like income. It's not, you know, it's like just wealth mindset, like awareness, you know, it's just stuff like that. And I don't know. I just think like, you know, as a younger guy, um, you know, Gen Z, it's just really hard to. um, Yeah. Like find people of that generation that get it, you know?
2: Yeah. 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 That's why events like these are so crucial because you meet people that are on your level or way beyond your level. Yeah. So, you know, what I love the most about this around this table
0: is the fact you've got two 40 year olds here.
4: Yeah. And we've got two
0: 20 year olds. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I didn't even know that this existed until I was in my thirties. Yeah, You guys are so far ahead of the curve. It's incredible. I'm just so proud of you guys for taking the chance and doing something that I know you didn't know before. I mean, right. you kind of came into it, but this is kind of new for you, but yeah. it's like none of your friends are doing it. Like they didn't find out through them. You're just like, all right, well. They, they seem like they don't bite. We'll see what happens. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. worst case, I just stay quiet or leave
2: early. I mean, it couldn't be that bad. Right. <laughs> right. It's but, hard to explain something like this to like my friends. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. you yeah. try to explain it, but it's just like, do they think I'm crazy now? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's okay though if they do. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, what, where else are
3: you going to find a couple 40 year olds? That jump up and down for 16 <laughs> hours in the day. Yeah. We get like one 25 minute break and then we decide to run a 5K yeah. and then do yeah. backflips in the swimming pool yeah. before we go back into class. Not even summertime, yeah. And continue jumping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then shoot a podcast. yeah, <laughs> oh, so,
0: no, yeah. Man, you've got to bring that vigor and that vitality to life, right? It doesn't come get you. You've got to do it. Yeah. You've got to put the energy in. that's what, uh, that's why I love Tony Robbins and his teaching. Cause it's all about creating your life from the physiological standpoint by moving. Cause when you move your body, it doesn't directly correlate, but when you move your body, it's like, you're charging the battery. Yeah. And if you feel down, if you feel bummed in a day, just fucking move. Yeah. yeah. We've got a rebounder in my office. I'm like, mm-hmm. or go for a walk, go for a run, just do something. Yeah, and all of a sudden your energy goes up, your blood pressure, everything goes up, and you're like, "Holy crap, I'm alive again!" I feel like I'm I'll go to the gym, work out something physical. No, nope. but you've got to do that. That is your responsibility. That is not a coffee. That is not some energy bullshit drink that's just going to kill you in the long run. It's like none of that shit is is real. Yeah, you have everything you need inside of you already. That's right. All you got to do is use it, and it's not the easy thing. It's not the easy thing. That's why most don't do it. Right. But it is the easiest thing to do. You don't have to go to a store for it. You just got to move your body. It's really quite simple. Yep. And that's that's constantly I, I was a guy in seminars and I went to a lot of seminars before I found this style of teaching. And it was so freaking boring. I would, I would fall asleep in class. I was, I was that guy in school. I'd always fall asleep in class, right? Cause I was bored out of my mind. Teachers just go on for hours on a monotone. You need to know this about history. And then it's like, oh my goodness, this is yeah. horrible. Yeah. And then it extrapolated right out into the business world. It's like, this is how you learn. You go to an event and you sit there in the back of the room and you sit there and twiddle your pencil. Like I could have taught this fucking class.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. And then you leave and you're like, that was a big waste of the trip to get there and do all this stuff. So when I finally found this style, I'm thinking, Holy crap. Like, I love this. Right. Yeah. It's like, you can jump around your high energy and it's all the content is sticky, which means that you take it home with you. You put it into your life. Yeah. It's not something you wrote down in a notebook and you don't touch again. So to be able to now, you know, through MMA and through all, just being in the world and having events like this, you know, we get to share this now. We know this. Yeah. Now it's our job to share it with as many people as we possibly can. Because once they see this, you can't unsee this style of learning. Yeah. You can't unsee this. Everything you go to in the future, no, I guarantee you're going to say, not judge, but you're going to think through this. Like, well, it wasn't quite like wealth mastery. (laughs) Or, you know, because you're like, why wouldn't they just put some music on? I'd jump around for this and I'd finally be focused and connected to it. Like, why wouldn't they do that? I mean, Zach gets to see that too. When we go down and work with the Amish, <laughs> we got them jumping around. <laughs> we travel awesome. around the country and we're like contractors jumping around and they're like, this is really weird. Yeah. But you're like, just clap. <laughs> just clap. <laughs> Get up, let's go. <laughs> right? It's yeah. it's amazing because it's, I know. And the reason why we do it is not because we want to be cool. It's not because we're trying to be different. It's because we know you're going to go home with more. You're yes, doing it for yourself. Yes, it's not yes. for me, it's for them. But it's it's so Interesting because ninety eight percent of people across the world have never seen this kind of style of teaching. you know they just were never exposed to it, just like you had never been, or I had never been you had never like, like all of this stuff so being able to share it on a bigger stage like this and with more people is is the mission because once they do. Yeah. They won't go
1: back. And and it's so true, like with these events and Ace told me this from the start is like you you do get in what you put or you get out what you put in, yep. you know, you're going to play full out. And it's like, you know, like Tony Robbins, like, you know, Joe Dispenza, so and so like these these people aren't like the answer. Right. At mm. least, you know, I don't think like any one person or one like but it's up to you. You know, there's going to be people that go to these events. They go to them time and again, and they don't make the changes, yeah. but that's everything in life. I mean, mm-hmm. there's like, you know, like being a realtor is, uh, like th- th- there's people that have great success and there's, but like statistically yeah. most realtors are like broke, yeah. you know, yeah. that's literally everything. Um, so yeah, no, you get out what you put in. So yeah. Yeah. you got to play
0: full out. Like yeah. we, that's what we always tell them at our events. That's yeah. what he's. it's, that's what he says. If you play full out, you're going to get the most at us event. So if he says, jump two feet, you jump three. If he says, get up and let's go, we get up and go just a little bit longer. If he says, write notes, you write notes because we're here to learn. It's four days or 12, 14, 16 hour days at times. So what? Yeah. You can sleep in your dead. Yeah. I know you're tired. I know you're pushing through. I know your back hurts. I don't give a shit. Yeah. You're here now for a reason. Just give it all you got. Leave nothing on the table. Yeah. And you know what? You're going to go home a different person and you're going to show up to life a different person. Yeah. Right. Because if you take that same vigor and that same energy to life, to your relationship. Yeah. Imagine taking that home, talking to your spouse and having that kind of energy, taking that to your kids, taking that into work, taking that into your hobby or your sport. Imagine taking that, that, that just absolute love and energy for life. Mm. You changed the game and it didn't cost you a freaking dollar. Yeah. Not a dollar. Yeah. Just a state of mind. And if you get down, of course, you're going to get down. Life happens. Yeah. But I love one of Tony's sayings. It's like life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. Yeah. That shift is so small, but yet so monumental. When you think of every single problem that you've got to deal with and you say, you know what? What if there's a blessing in this? What if God's trying to teach me something here or. What if I need to learn a lesson from this in order to grow into the man that I'm supposed to or the woman that I'm supposed to? Yeah. What if it, this is absolutely the way it's supposed to be? And not that you fucked up or you're not enough. you know, like my thing that I struggle with with the limiting beliefs was who am I? Uh, yeah. I'm just this guy from the cornfields of Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. Like, who am I? Yeah. And that's been holding me back. And I realized that at this event, every event, I find something that I can work on. And once I'm aware of it, as Asa mentioned earlier, once you become aware of something. Yeah. You can't unsee it. You're like, wait a minute. Oh, great. Now it means I actually have to work on this. Yes. Another problem I get to fix. Yeah. Another thing to dive deeper into. Another thing to ask questions about. Yeah. Because that's what it takes to get to that next level.
1: And for me, the big reframe was, you know, because I had some financial setbacks coming here, uh, you know, just taxes and whatnot. But uh, it was like, maybe Noah. Like, don't you? And I was like, it hit me this morning. I can't remember exactly what we were doing, but it just hit me like a brick wall. It was like, hey, idiot, like, don't you get it? Like, even though you might not have as much money on hand as you did, don't you get it? You're wealthier than ever before Yeah, because of like going through those Processing those events and learning from your mistakes. Like the amount of just sheer energy that I have now and will carry with me after this event mm. is rocket fuel. Yeah. You know, like you, you know, you like capture lightning in a bottle sometimes when you go to these vents. I feel like, you know, 100%. It's my day too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love it.
3: I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. I it's think, been good. I, th- I think one important thing to know and tell everybody who's listening. These events are amazing. These events are transformational. There's no doubt about it. Joshua talked about how this different type of learning can transform you like that.
4: Mm.
3: And that's what these events do. But to let people know, when you bring this back home, you bring it home to your spouse, you bring it home to your kids, you bring it home to your friends, your family, just do it. Don't say what you did because they're not gonna understand because when you are at an event like this, you're on a different energy level. You are on a completely different plane. And the biggest mistake that people make when they come to events like this is they go home and they wanna change everybody to feel exactly what they felt here. And that doesn't happen. Mm -mm. That's a mistake. I've made that mistake. So when you go home, Noah, Yeah. Don't tell anybody mm. show everybody. Yeah. And at the same time, just like when you're super high or you're super low, you're going to come back down. They call it the Tony flu oh. or the Joe <laughs> flu or, yeah, like, yeah. or the, the Gillow flu. <laughs> <laughs> like that's you a are thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> behind oh. your back. People do talk.
4: <laughs>
3: um, always down. good. Always good. But just, live that new version of you model it yeah and understand that this high is going to wear down but it's your daily discipline it's you going back to this material it's you talking to the people at this event yeah staying in contact with them Mm. because you are gonna get pulled back into that lower energy level because you're gonna go back to your same life, yep. your same friends, your same relationships, your same job. And to maintain something like this, once again, it's all on you. Yeah, That's why a lot of people don't wanna trouble themselves with this because change is difficult.
4: Yeah.
3: It's difficult in the sense because it's unknown and people are usually scared of the unknown. Yep. How do I know? I'm fucking terrified of the unknown yeah. a lot of times. And I've had to work really hard to push through that, but it gets easier. It yeah. gets better over time. It's like any muscle you keep building over and over and over again. That's why people that go to these events, yeah. you just don't go to the event once and you've been cured. Life is good forever. Yeah. No, it's a lifestyle. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
3: And you get to ma- you have to make that decision every single day. They talk about this with marriage. You have to make that decision every single day in your marriage. It's a choice every day to stay with that person and to be with that person and to make that relationship the best you can. It's the same thing with money. Yeah. It's the same thing with relationships. It's the same thing no matter what you do. And the cool thing is I never thought I was a gym person. Never thought I was. Yeah. I was like a gym. Ah, gyms are with just, you know, guys wearing spaghetti straps, <laughs> drinking their gallon water jugs and grunting all over the place. You know, super alpha male. Um, I don't know where I got that from. Must've been some weird gym dream I had at one point. I don't know. We'll say, yeah, oh boy. Oh, we're getting deep. Yeah. Uh,
0: um, just getting warmed up.
3: <laughs> but you, you, after going to the gym for, you know, six months, a year and continually doing it getting the right trainer, being around other people that, that take care of their bodies, their physiques, like, and then having opportunities like I did when I went to y'all's uh, Ninja gym, mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry, I fucking slayed it for the first time. You did, dude. You crushed it. You know, <laughs> you it was, it was I so was like, much Damn. fun. Yeah. It was so much fun, but yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have been able to do that if I didn't work on my body. And now oh, yeah. if I'm not able to go to the gym, like this morning, mm-hmm. you know, we got very few hours of sleep and I wasn't going to work out. I I was purposeful about it, but there was still a part of me that was like yearning. Yeah. to go to the gym. And a couple of years ago, that was not the case at all. I, I avoided the gym like the plague. Yeah, yeah. And now I love it. And it is such an ingrained part of me. It has become my lifestyle. And that's anything. You just yeah. got to stick with it for a few months and have some meaning around it. Get the right coaching,
4: Yeah,
3: empower yourself. And then you're going to be surprised at what you can do. Like I do athletic things right now. Like We hike tall mountains. We do ninja stuff. We're talking about doing not our first tough mudder, but the toughest mudder.
4: (laughs) 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 Yeah.
0: That's a hundred pound vest, right? (laughs) And you got to go under (laughs) water.
3: Muddy water. But, you know, we we said earlier today at the break, we do, you know, Zach, you were like, hey, do you want to go for a run? I was like, all right, yeah, let's do it. And so we decided to do a 5K. Brought the whole crew about the whole mma crew yeah and uh we did it and of course the three of us are pushing ourselves even though we said we were gonna take (laughs) it easy easy. (laughs) we did didn't we (laughs) (laughs) kind of kind of none of us vomited so that was easy oh that's true we could have pushed, but (laughs) but you get to grow and learn these new things about yourself and this new way of living so even though we were pushing ourselves And at the end, I started to trail because I literally thought I was going to black out. Um, (laughs) I still was so happy to be feeling so much pain and agony. And at the end of that run, all I could tell myself is don't stop. No matter what, even if you pass out, that would be better than stopping. Because I have ingrained in my brain and in my DNA that no matter what the fuck I'm doing in my life, I'm never stopping. I'm never quitting. No. And to me running, whether I'm going to pass out, whether I'm going to throw up, I will never stop running until my body physically gives up on me. And guess what? I was able to push myself and my body didn't give up on me. And that's what going to events like this are. You're going to come back home after this event, Noah. And you know, there might be that, that, depression, because you're on such a high when you're at an event like this.
0: Post event crash, yeah. But just
3: realize it's natural. Yep. And, but as long as you're taking action every single day and using the things that they teach here, then you're going to just keep working that muscle, getting that rep in over and over and over again. There's a lot of people that become addicted to these events, but they don't do anything in their life. Mm. I was one of those people mm. because you get such a high. Yeah,
4: yeah.
3: Your, your dopamine is through the roof. Your adrenaline is through the roof. At the end of the day, your serotonin levels are insanely high. You feel like you're on drugs. Life high. You're high on yeah, life. Yeah. And you can get addicted to that. You can. But if you're taking that daily action then all of these things are going to continue to stick and they're going to become a part of who you are. Yeah. Like I can go 16 hour days, six, seven days in a row and I'm not tired because I've trained myself to do that. Yeah. yeah. And I tell myself whether I'm a participant or I'm a coach in an event like this, I'm going to give it my all the entire day because I love doing this. I'm passionate about it. I am so passionate about growing and learning because with that power, with that ability, I'm able to give more to people around me. And that's what it's become for, you know, for me, like coming and facing my fears about money and my limiting beliefs. Do you think I like writing down that I'm scared? Do you think I like writing down that I still... And fighting some of the, still fighting yeah. some of these major demons, these major monsters inside of my brain and my body. Like it doesn't feel good. Yeah. But I know it's the way to get through and the way to get better and to wait a way to get through it. Gotta face him. Yeah.
0: Gotta look him square in the eye. You gotta show him his boss. Yeah. But you gotta see him first.
3: And so I know I covered a, whole bunch of subjects just now and talked about apparently having some weird dreams at the gym Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, about about the gym
1: (laughs) but uh no and honestly ace i have to say like what i love about this experience so far has been watching other people yeah because um like you know even the week before this event ace you know you and i had a awesome, like just coaching call, like just raw conversation. And I remember I had shared some of the stuff that I was dealing with, uh, to you. And then you had shared some of the stuff that you were dealing with to me. And, uh, it's not that like your problems were bigger than mine, you know, although they probably were, but I was like, wait a minute, like, like, I, I know what Ace is capable of. Like he did the hundred day challenge. Like he turned around his life. Like he just steamrolled every fucking thing that came his way. And I didn't have a doubt in my mind that you were going to turn around and, and like just bulldoze through these problems. And I was like, man, like, so, so if Ace has these problems and I just know with certainty that he's going to bulldoze through, I'm like, I can do that to my problems, you know? Yes. You know, proximity is power. It is, you yeah. know, because you have these like these people that you just hold in such high regard. And they um and they're human at the end of the day. Everybody mm-hmm. has stuff that they everyone juggle, you know, everyone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They All have saboteurs. They all have voices in their heads that are not empowering them. All of them. And some talk about them. and They let them out. They can crush them and others keep them in. And it could destroy them. So that's why these events are so important, especially for men. Mm. That's why they're so important. So you ask me why we do this, why I put open up the house, why we do all that stuff. It's for exactly what we're talking about right now.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: This is what it's all about. This is, this is what makes it all worth it. Because you're talking about it. And I know everyone else up there is thinking the same thing. We've done these events before, but some of these other guys haven't.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and they get a chance to finally be human.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's what it is.
0: to be honest with themselves and once you see that you don't unsee it you know and that's how we change this world you know they talk about toxic masculinity we hear that a lot right and there's nothing more toxic than you know a man trying to be a man when he's not or trying to knock other men down because he's not a man that's toxic masculinity yeah it's not the ones that are coming purposefully to the table that have done the inner work the deep work Right. As Anthony would say, the deep work to do that hard stuff. And then once he does, you do that hard stuff, Mm -hmm. you go into the dark night of the soul and you do that hard, hard work and you come out a different way. You come out a stronger, more capable, dangerous man. That's what the world needs right now. Dangerous in the sense of loving and empathetic and all the stuff that you're told men aren't supposed to be. And capable. Capable, 100%. Mm. That's how we change the world. Everybody wants to bitch about everything. That's great. If we can just help one man a day, an event, live a stronger, more masculine life. Yeah. Show up better to his family, to his spouse, to his girlfriend, to whatever. Mission accomplished. That's how we change the world. One man at a time.
4: Mm.
0: That's what it is. And men love challenges. It's in our DNA. Mm why would mission mindset adventure there's always a challenge yeah because you've got to face yourself and you're gonna when you face yourself when you don't want to when you're exhausted when you're absolutely tapped out emotionally and physically and you're like i gotta do what now you're gonna like we're doing that now are you crazy something happens inside something clicks like wait a minute here and goggins is the best he's like you know what when you feel a burn and you feel like you don't have any more you're only at forty percent. You still got sixty percent left in the tank before you collapse, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so if you're only at forty percent, how many times in life are you just showing up, getting to that forty percent line? I mean, like, that's all I got, or even getting that far. Yeah, mm-hmm. even getting to the, to the part where it starts to hurt. Yeah, you where know, problems start to hurt. You know, the problems are good. That means you're pushing. Yeah, you got it. You got it. If you have no problems, you're not pushing hard enough. Let's just be honest, right? Because yeah. we're, we're human. We don't know everything. So we're going to go into what we know. We're going to take our past experiences and project them into the future. Right. And we're going to try to worry about that bullshit. Try not to. But point is, you're going to that's how you're going to predict the future is by what you did in the past and yeah. the experiences you had then. So because it, this happened last time I did that thing, that's probably what's going to happen again when it 100% of the time never happens that way. But that's what we want to do. Then we start worrying about it. Then we start getting anxiety around that, all the stuff that could happen. And it doesn't. So my point is, if we can have bigger conversations, yeah. deeper conversations, as you've seen, been introduced to now, yeah. yeah, you know, especially as men, we can start healing. We can start showing up as strong, capable, dangerous men to protect our women, to raise strong families and to change the world one family at a time, one person at a time.
4: Uh,
3: uh. Well, I know, you know, this Noah, but for all of those listening, we keep talking about MMA, Uh mission, mindset, adventure. Uh Joshua, can you talk a little bit about the events that we hold and the event that we have coming up next month?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So we've been collectively here to dozens, if not more of these types of immersive events. And, you know, everyone has a nuance. They have a certain thing that they do. That's amazing. Right. That's just what they're known for. And the premise of all of them is that you're going to spend a lot of hours, you're going to go deep into have conversations, you're going to go deep emotionally, you're going to go hard physically, you're going to, all of those things come together in this event, right? And it's not designed to be a simple seminar you're going to go to and just learn some shit, write some notes and come home, right? We want the goal here with any of the ones I've been to and the ones now that we put on the you know, mission mindset adventure is to dig deeper into, why are you here? this planet? What's your purpose? What are you here for? Because if you don't have a sense of why you're here or what it's all supposed to mean in the end, then how the hell are you ever going to align your life with it? You know, the worst thing you could possibly do is, is go through life, just kind of bouncing off the walls, taking what's handed to you. And at the end, sitting on your deathbed, breathing in your last breath, saying, I have so much regret in my heart. I wish I could have done more. I wish I would have picked up that guitar. I wish I would have ran that mile. I wish I would have been there for my kids, this or that. I wish I would have shown up for my family. You can't get those days back. Mm -hmm. So what if we start thinking about life with the end in mind? What do I want to end up? Where's my target? Figure out where my target is, what my purpose is in life. Like what, what kind of gifts did God give me and what, how am I going to use them? How am I going to share them? And then take that and wire it into the body with a lot of fun exercises and stuff like that, different processes. And then we do some type of an epic physical challenge, right? And we've done two 14,000 foot peaks in the Colorado Rockies. We've done, you know, the Grand Canyon where we went down uh, to the Colorado River and back, you know, in a day. And just push our bodies then to lock that in. Yeah. You know, because we are so much more powerful than we truly know we are. We are so much more powerful, but until we're actually in an environment where we have to prove that to ourselves and, you know, you'll let yourself down. I know I have in the past. Yeah. Pretty easily because nobody else is watching. But when you are with a group and you see a bunch of other men, women, whatever, um, and you're doing this thing, even like running today. We were running along and some of those paces, I'm like, I could go faster. Other ones, I was like, I could go a lot slower right now and be perfectly happy. <laughs> but when you guys were picking the pace up, I'm like, I'm not saying back lower. Like, I'm going to push myself right now. There's something that happens. I don't know if it's like that for women. It probably is. But I know for men, it's like, yeah. well, if, it's almost a challenge. It's like, well, yeah, if I can push that hard, I'm going to push it hard too. Right. And you you then learn something about yourself. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. You, you, When we do have these adventures, they're, they're different. There's something you've never done before. Um, and, and it's
3: designed to have you be introduced to a different side of yourself. Right. The thing I like is we get to do really cool shit. Like yeah, absolutely. seeing the grand Canyon yeah. at night and the sunrise and to see all those beautiful rocks and everything, like it was breathtaking. That was a huge bucket list item for me. Yeah. So we, on top of growing and growing tribe and community, and connecting with people and going deep into ourselves and really figuring out who we are and having all these amazing breakthroughs we get to do epic shit at the same time yeah it's i i just love these events yeah, yeah. i just love being a part of them i love being able like noah said earlier just seeing the breakthroughs in other people at these events is sometimes even more rewarding than having the breakthroughs yourself it, yeah sure because you get to share that experience with, with people. And there's, I honestly believe that connection is probably one of the most important things that we can have. Yeah. And to get yeah. connected at these events, you will get to know people on a deeper level than friends that you've had for 20 plus years. Yep, 100%. And for you know, yeah. Noah, that would be friends you've had since you were two years old.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: But hey. To your point though, yeah. the tribe that's built in these environments
0: this is what lights me up is building the tribe, right? And what I mean by that for listeners that may not understand is that when you go through an event like this and you open up and you start talking about real raw life, yeah, there's a bond that's created. There's a bond that's created that the next time we talk, we'll go back to things that we talked about here. We'll just start, we'll talk at a different level. We'll communicate at a different level and to be able to create an environment That others can come to and open up like, you know, first time you come in and you're like, oh, my goodness, and this exists. And others do the same thing that come in. And then you say, okay, well, each time we do an event, there's more people that are doing it. So we call that the tribe. Right. So it's everyone that has this this shared experience. Yeah. Right. And then you'd be like, well, if you talk to somebody that wasn't at this event, but was at another event, you guys could talk because you know a language now. Right, like you know, like hey, when well, we did this, but like well, how did you feel about that, or what about this question? What was your answer for that, or like how are you doing with this? And it's it's, it all communicates, even if it's different events. If you did a Tony event and then one of our Mission Mindset events, and then you did Joe, Joe Dispenza, it's yeah. all there's a common thread of it all. Yeah it's personal discovery and personal growth, right? So that becomes the subject you talk about. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, so what are you doing to push further? Like, oh, you're gonna grow your business by how much this year, how are you gonna do it? Who are you gonna mentor with? Like, who are you gonna hire and bring in? Yeah. You know, and they're like, that guy sounds really cool. I mean, think about it, Noah. Yeah. The, the guests that you've brought on our podcasts, how much impact they've had on our lives. Yeah. You know, Ace and I have the same personal trainer now because of you finding him. Yeah that decision or that connection that you created has changed our lives. It has mm-hmm. taught me things, lessons that I will have never known. I never would have known. And if it wasn't, to be honest with you, if Ace didn't say, Hey, I got a trainer, I was thinking I was going to get one. He's like, I got this guy, but I got this other guy. that's it's like really, really good. I just met him on a podcast. And I was like, I was actually contracted with your other guy already. Or at least I gave my word. I was going to do it. And That's a contract to me. And he's like, and I'm like, I ah. I'm sorry, dude. I I have another guy I gotta try. Ace says this guy's the guy. So, yeah. but you know, it's it's those kind of connections. So you're already doing that. You know, you're already creating your right. own tribe when you're doing that kind of thing. And just the cool people that we get to interview because of people that you find to bring to the table. And then we're like, oh, who's this guy? And then, you know, mm-hmm. I could go on to the list of all the cool yeah. things that I've learned so far because of that. So we all are adding value to each other's lives, you know, in, in oh, different sure. unique ways. So my point is with Tribe is as we do that and you find more how to, how to more value to the podcast world so that we can interview even cooler people yeah. and people that are more in alignment for what we're doing. You're here now. You get a sense of what we're doing. When you talk to somebody, yeah. you'll know whether they're kind of in this world or whether they're just phonies on the side or whether they're not in at all. Right. And you're like, well, these, oh, yeah, these are definitely the right people for these guys. Like, I yeah. know exactly what it's about. And even for other sure. customers the same way. So really? I, my point yeah. is we all have the ability to add value to this this tribe in very different ways. Again, taking the gifts that God's given us and sharing them as much as possible at the highest level of value. So that's the beautiful part about tribe. And then when you're in a situation, whether it's working with a client that's not happy or yeah. something going on, or you're having a personal thing going on, you come to tribe. Yeah. You come back, you, you call Ace, you call me, you call Zach, you call somebody else here. Right. And you just do this. Is what I'm dealing with. And you know what they say, brother, I got
1: time. Dude, and for me, like, I just felt like I could be myself here, you know? Like, it's not like it's not a mask that i would put on it's not like you know trying to look this way or this way and you know maybe you know and for me it was all about being haunted by my age right like that was the big thing is like well yeah you know i lost the election because i was 22 or 21 at the time and oh this missed opportunity because i was 21 and that was like the the narrative i sold myself you know and it's like well maybe if i date a girl who's 35 and drink alcohol in public People will respect me, mm. you know, or something like that. You know, maybe if I, you know, dress a certain way or drive a certain car, people will actually respect me. But it's yeah. like here, man, I just. Yeah. I, Yeah.
3: Do yeah. You, you know what people are going to really respect? What? You being yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Clothes don't matter. Car doesn't matter. Bad I bad. drive a beater of a Tacoma pickup truck. Yes. And I'm not going to toot my own horn, but. I can pick Pulse. up the ladies with that truck. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it might be my Bucky's hat and my my Southern charm.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> my California Southern charm. Uh, no, but those stories that we tell ourselves, mm. I think this is all it comes back to. And these events really, really uh, bring to light those stories. Because once, once we illuminate them, yeah. illuminate that boogeyman, mm. And we can make the choice what, yeah. what we, now we have the power because yeah. we can decide what to do with it.
4: So. Yeah,
0: and, and to your point, when you said, you know, I feel like I have to be someone else for people to like me. I felt that way most of my life. Yeah. You know, I felt like I, if I just had the right clothes, if I just bought the right car, if I just, maybe they would finally respect me. You know, I was always the youngest in the area. You know, when I was doing stuff, I was, I was always amongst older people. And I always felt like the young one, like, what do I got to do to prove myself? Yeah. You know, and, and what I've realized in my journey is I've wasted a lot of freaking time trying to be somebody I'm not just to impress other people. Yeah. And I said that the time that I finally grasped fully who I am and just started living that way. Yeah. Life got so much better and (laughs) the right people showed up. Yeah. That was the craziest part. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's because I started to have respect for myself that others started to respect me. Yeah. It's an inward game first. Yeah. So, once you say, you know, this is who I am, God doesn't make mistakes. It's exactly the way I'm supposed to be. It's exactly the way I'm supposed to look, it's exactly what's supposed to talk, it's exactly what I'm supposed to think. And that's going to be what it is. And the right people will be attracted to that. And the ones that aren't, they aren't the right people. It's
1: okay. Yeah.
0: You're not made for everybody. Yeah. Right. But that's the authenticity. That's the, but you have to be able yeah. to just be and not be told like this commercial world tells us that you yeah. have to put on this or do that or buy that to be loved. Right. You know, you don't have to just be you. Mm. That's more than enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's beautiful. It's beautiful.
0: Absolutely. We can go on for days, guys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I see Zach's
3: watching the clock here. He's like, holy
1: shit. (laughs) Oh,
3: man. Uh, Yeah. One thing I'd like to do that I normally do on my show is towards the end of the episode, ask uh, everyone to just say one thing Mm. that they want to leave with the audience, whether it's an idea, a thought, a tool. Something they want to share, just,
2: yeah. just one thing for uh, for the listeners out there. So, cool. I'll start. Um, this is actually ironic because we're probably going to name this like money, but uh, money is the lowest form of currency. Uh, Love well, it. that in there from you. <laughs> yep. He doesn't say much,
3: but when he does, <laughs> he you, just drops you it. You right. better listen. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That was a mic dropping.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go back to the same thing I just told Noah that you won't get respect from other people until you respect yourself. Yeah. And I'm not saying be selfish. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is to respect yourself enough to just allow yourself to be you Mm. and not try to be somebody else. And then you'll attract the right people. Yeah. That's my nugget.
1: Man, I would say mine is, uh, there's so much I gained from this, but one of the things that I just carried so heavily coming into this is, uh, I would say my message is like, you know, It's important to take ownership for mistakes in life. Absolutely it is. You know, you have to have that clarity, but, uh, sometimes your greatest mistakes are, uh, your greatest lessons and you don't have to hate yourself for it. The decisions you made, uh, maybe they made sense at the time with the information you had available, but nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you just have to, you have to just shift those, those mistakes into learning opportunities. You know, you just have to change that energy around. Blessings, um, they are blessings, blessings. every one of them, yeah. Blessings, yeah.
3: What I want to leave the audience with, we d- actually didn't even talk about, and I was thinking about it earlier and forgot about it. But one of the biggest pain points for me so far in these first two days was understanding that, and this has to go with money, but once again, it goes with anything in life, wherever you are in life is because of the decisions you've made in your past. So my financial situation, I'm not happy with it, but it's 100% my responsibility. It wasn't the IRS, it wasn't old business partners, it wasn't my ex-wife, it was me. Yeah. And until you realize that yeah. and take that responsibility, things aren't gonna change. Because like Joshua said, it's an inward game. It's not an outward game. Yep. So the biggest takeaway I've gotten so far from this event is that I'm where I'm at today because of the choices I made.
2: Period. Mm. That's extreme ownership right there. I feel like you have to come to peace with that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, don't judge it. Yeah. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Just and does. now you know what it is. What the fuck are you going to do now? Yep. What are you going to do right. tomorrow? it's not your identity you're not a piece of shit you know no, no yeah that isn't my identity
4: yeah
3: never has been never will be That's Yeah. Right. so you want to wrap us out here noah
1: yeah, man, this has been, uh, this has been so good. This has been a pleasure. You know, one of the things I said I wanted to do with you guys coming out here was record a podcast. I don't know. It's like just a form of love to me. You know, it is. I've been podcasting for a long time, but I love creating content with people. And this conversation is something that I'll listen to again and I'll share with people. And, uh, yeah, I mean, thanks everyone for listening and, uh, we'll catch you next time.